The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we have a fun and interesting show for you. Um, it's called From Castle to Converted Bus, Two Shrinks Learn to Love Downsizing. Huh? You're scratching your head? From castle to converted bus, two shrinks learn to love downsizing. My guest is psychiatrist, a.k.a. shrink, Doreen Orion. And she is the author of a new book called Queen of the Road, The True Tales of 47 States, 22,000 Miles, 200 Shoes, Two Cats, One Poodle, A Husband, and a bus with a will of its own. Great title, <laughs> Doreen. And um, so we're going to hear about the upside of downsizing and also about how this adventure um, was really a journey to find a way to live your dream. So welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I haven't now, been on a, on a couch since training. <laughs> so interesting. Well, now, yes, I do want to put you on the couch because, of course, um, you know, of course, when you went to medical school, I can't imagine that you thought of yourself, huh, years later, I'm going to be living in a bus. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> probably never never in my life, having even nothing to do with medical school. As, as my husband likes to call me, I'm a former princess from the island of Long, <laughs> and I uh, became a queen of the long, narrow aisle. So, yeah, living in a bus was really never part of the agenda for me. Well, um, I actually uh, grew up um, or, and went to school and so on, spent years on Long Island as well. Um, so te- let's, why don't we just give us a little background of, of before this happened and then tell us how, how this happened. Uh, well, my husband just came home one day and out of the blue announced that he wanted to chuck it all for a year and travel around the country in a converted bus. And, of course, I wanted to know, why can't you be like a normal husband in a midlife crisis and have an affair or buy a Corvette? Um, we're actually both psychiatrists, and he's obviously a much better shrink than I am because uh, we, we did do the trip. <laughs> he was able to, to manipulate you into it. Okay. Yeah, and he still won't tell me how he did it, and I think it's because he's got something else up his sleeve, so who knows what I'll be doing in another few years. <sighs> well, where were you living at the time? In Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And were you both in private practice? Yeah, uh, both in private pl- practice, plus he was working half-time as a uh, chief medical officer at a private psychiatric hospital. 
And I think um, all of that for him was really the impetus for the trip. He was he was really unhappy in his work life. I can assure you, not in his marriage, mm-hmm. but um, he was just working himself to death. And I think that um, I think it's something maybe pretty common that you know we have so many great opportunities in this country. We we work really hard. We have goals, but then kind of once we get there, we wonder, gosh, is this all there is, and I think often people feel there's something missing, and I know that was true for him. Um, for me, I was actually really content. I mean, my my life was good, my marriage was fine. wasn't working as hard as he was. I think if I have to look back and be honest, there really was a certain, I don't know, a lack, a lack of spark, I think. Um, I think when you're young and you're starting out and you you're going to college or you're starting a career, everything is so stimulating and challenging. But then you reach a certain age and you kind of wonder, gosh, is this what I worked so hard for? So, um, you know, he did manage to convince me. And along the year that we had on the road, um, you know, we had a ton of fabulous adventures. We had a bunch of awful disasters. But all of that was just really stimulating and challenging and, and brought a certain back into our lives that I don't think we had really realized was even missing. How long had you been married at that point? Um, at that point, we had been together probably about 15 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, you know, as a psychiatrist, it, it's not, um, well, it's one thing sort of to leave a hospital job, but when you have private patients, um, it's not exactly like, you know, I, I don't know, being um, something where where you can just sort of close the door and like a shop, <laughs> you know, close the door and sell it or or um, or just walk away. Yeah. Um, you, you must have had, and he must have had a whole bunch of patients that you had to. What did you tell them? Well, now remember, this it took him a few years to convince me, and then once we decided to do this. We got a uh, bus that I actually found on a repo lot in Tennessee, and we had to convert it. And that process took about a year. So we had, you know, about a year to let our patients know that they, we were doing this. And it's really no different than a doctor moving a practice to another state or somewhere else. Um, so we found referrals for them if they wanted to continue with someone else. My husband actually. Um, for patients of his that were really stable, he did some phone calls with them during the year, knowing, and he had a backup for them, knowing that if they needed it, there was someone that they could see in town. But I think because we had so much lead time, mm. you know, it's not like we just had, uh, you know, seeing somebody one week and saying, hey, bye. Um, you know, I think it was as good as it could have been. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it would have been, I'm sure you've got you, did you tell them what you were doing or... Um, yeah, for some of them we did. Um, and for me, I had already been cutting down my practice anyway, so I did not have um, many patients to really say goodbye to or refer, uh-huh. just a few. Um, but, yeah, my husband, I think it just kind of depended. He, you know, half time with the medical director uh, being the um, chief medical officer of the hospital, he was also doing a lot of inpatient work. Of course, that wasn't an issue. right. right. Stop taking in patients as it got close to when we were going to leave. Um, and a lot of his outpatients he'd actually been seeing for many years. So mm-hmm. he did tell them, you know, he's taken a year off and um, 
gave them the option to see someone else or if they wanted to return to him when he got back, and most of them did. So, um, I mean, I was just thinking that it must have been some interesting conversations. You're doing what? <laughs> Where it seemed mm-hmm. like the psychiatrist was going crazy. Yeah, well, you know, probably uh, didn't hold a candle to the conversations I was having with myself. <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I should have my head examined, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so so you converted this bus, um, what, with, with putting in a bathroom, and what did you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we gutted it, so it, it was just a regular seated coach, like you would take a Greyhound bus, so we gutted everything on the inside, and then we also had to raise the roof, which is pretty common if you buy a, a used bus on a lot and turn it into basically your home on wheels. Because if you think about it, next time you travel, if you do, in a city bus, um, you have to bend down to look out the window. Uh-huh. So converted buses, they usually raise, raise the roof a bit. So we had that done. And, uh, yeah, we, we designed it from inside out because we knew this was going to be our home for a year with our pets. So we wanted it to be comfortable for everyone, and um, yeah, we put a queen bed in the back. We had a bathroom, of course, and a kitchen, so that we could make our own meals on the road. And I had a a desk in there so that I could uh, keep uh, working a little bit and writing. And um, it was really just fabulously comfortable for 340 square feet. We never once felt cramped. And remember, we had a 60-pound dog with us and two cats who hated each other. So I think that was particularly impressive. And 200 shoes. Did you think that oh. you were going to be going somewhere where they, they'd they see you in the same shoes? I, I couldn't leave my babies behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried to stuff as many as I could in the bays. And, and what was so interesting to me is that by the time we got home, I figured out that I'd worn maybe six pair at most. So it really it really gave me a good lesson in what is, quote, essential and what isn't. And then also when we got back and we'd put a bunch of stuff in storage and just going through all those boxes and coming across things that I hadn't even thought about, let alone needed, for an entire year. Um, so it, it just made me look at material things um, a lot differently, and I am I'm proud to say I've, I really have not gone shopping since we've been back. Huh. How long have you been back? We've been back now uh, about three and a half years. Hmm. Uh, but you're still, did I get this right? I read somewhere that you still plan to permanently live in the bus. Are you living in your bus? We are not now, but actually when we got back, I was the one who said, you know what, instead of selling the bus, which is what we had planned to do, why don't we fix up the house and sell it instead so that we can full-time on the bus? So actually, um, my husband, and I'm, I'm very proud of him for this too, He, even though he was offered his old job back and he's actually been offered a couple of medical director jobs since he's been back, he's just doing a very small private practice one or two days a week. The rest of the time he works in our house. He was uh, hanging drywall the other day. He's a very handy guy which is uh, why my nickname for him is Project Nerd Domestic Superhero. Uh-huh. He can do just about anything around the house. So he's been doing that, and we hope to get it on the market this summer and then just live in the bus full time. Now, that's amazing. Okay, well, we're going to have to hear this whole transition because um, so it wasn't actually an economic 
it wasn't that you be, that you lost because I understand you were originally living in a four thousand square foot home. So it wasn't that you it was foreclosed upon or anything. It was that you made this or he made this choice. Yes, and um, but really we we can get into it. It it did end up being partly an economic reason to decide that we want a full time now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we we will um, talk about that. I'm just trying to see or, or expecting to be interrupted any second now <laughs> by, uh, and there it is, <laughs> by the break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with Doreen Orion about, um, about her adventure. Now that we understand uh, how it took place, why it took place, We'll hear all about it, and I think that knowing the ending makes it all the more fascinating how you could come to that conclusion. It's one thing to, you know, to go along with your husband and take this adventure. It's another to to really want to continue that way. So that's really fascinating. When we come back, we'll continue talking with Doreen. She's the author of Queen of the Road. We'll uh, talk more about it. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Keeping families together whole and healthy is sometimes a serious challenge to parents, and when there's a crisis, where do you turn for help? Right here, The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman, an open and frank forum covering both legal and social issues surrounding our kids. Tune in for The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Radio Network. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 
12 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with Doreen Orson, and she is the author of the new book called Queen of the Road, The True Tale of 47 States, 22,000 Miles, 200 shoes, two cats, one poodle, a husband, and a bus with a will of its own. And we, uh, in the first segment, got a sense of how this came about. And now let's, uh, why don't you take us on the adventure with you and sort of um, uh, re <laughs> go through the story again. Well, um, gosh, so we left uh, Boulder, Colorado in summer, and first we decided to take a shakedown cruise because we were told by the guys that um, had a lot of experience with this and it helped us convert the bus that really, before you head out on the road, you need to work the bugs out. And, of course, we were like, well, what bugs? Uh, well, we, we found out pretty quickly. So we took a three-week shakedown cruise. What is a shakedown cruise? Oh, just to, to see how all the systems work and how you... Um, hook up to things and to kind of figure out, you know, what works and what doesn't so that we would come back before our year officially began and then get anything repaired that needed to be repaired. So, um, And where did you go for that? We went, we went up to, uh, from Colorado, we went to Reno to visit Tim's family and then we went down to actually the Roswell, New Mexico UFO Festival, which wow. I had always wanted to go to. And uh, that was really interesting. I mean, you can imagine a psychiatrist, Tim and I, were really looking for a rare opportunity to observe weirdness recreationally without the expectation we'd do anything. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, though, we really had to uh, unlearn years of professional practice making eye contact with people because um, it, it did get a little weird at points, but it was, it was really fun. And... Um, and then we went to, uh, his father lives in Arkansas, so we visited him. So it was really this crazy route that we did for three weeks or so. And, um, yeah, did have several mishaps along the way, like uh, my husband figured out going down some steep mountain passes in Utah that he didn't quite know how to toggle the brakes. <laughs> so they started smoking, and he was just trying not to let on that we were in trouble because he knew I was nervous enough about riding and the thing anyway. Um, so somehow, you know, we managed to do that. But, um, yeah, it, I spoke before about how that we had made the bus really comfortable, and I, I do have a lot of fond memories of sitting in that front seat 
and uh, just kind of going with the flow or trying to, but watching us kind of careen down those mountain passes wasn't that much fun. <laughs> Although I did, uh, I did purposely have us make that my front seat, my passenger seat, double wide so I could have the cats sitting up there with me. Mm-hmm. And also because I wanted to grow a very prodigious bus butt to show my husband that living his dreams could have its nightmarish effects. <laughs> I don't think I didn't get back at him for making me do this thing in the first place. <laughs> so, okay, and then, of course, you um, pl- the year route, you must have carefully planned to like not be in the um, cold places in the winter and so on. Yeah, that's about the only thing that we planned. Um, I, when I capitulated about the whole bus thing to begin with, I made him promise me that I wouldn't see winter. So that was really about all the planning we did. We made it to 47 states, including Alaska. And one of the most wonderful things about the year, and as I'm sure you can relate to, is that you know, as physicians, our lives had been really regimented. We did four years of college, four years of medical school, four years of residency, and then starting a practice. So everything is really kind of laid out and goes along a certain timeline. So one of the most wonderful things about this whole trip was just the ability to to wing it and the freedom of that. And if we loved a place, we'd stay longer. If we didn't like Mm. a place so much, we'd just pull up stakes. We really did not have an agenda, and that was pretty incredible for us. And how did you pick the places that you were going to go to? I mean, um, certain sites that you wanted to see, or how did you, that must have been sort of a long process. Yeah, well, we kept, we didn't really plan a lot in the beginning. We just planned as we went. Mm. So when we left Colorado, we also did it by um, where were some old friends that we hadn't seen in so long because our lives, all of our lives get so busy. So one of the first places we went to was Minnesota, and we did that via um, the Dakotas, which we had never been to before either, and that was just really wonderful, um, particularly South Dakota we really enjoyed. And, you know, in Minnesota, so we went all, all the way up to the lake country, and Tim, being from the west, had never seen fall colors in the east, and since I grew up there with fall colors, I really wanted to show him that. So... We had planned to get over to the East Coast and just chase the fall colors mm. all the way down from Maine as far as we could, and we did that, and it was a really beautiful time of year there. Hmm. And did you, but were there certain, um, were there certain, oh, I don't know, like like historical sites or museums or, uh, or like you said, the festival, you know, were there certain events that you tried to get to a place in time for? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, usually, though, um, there weren't specific things at specific times. It was mainly, okay, we're, we're headed to this state. Let's do some research and find out what it is we want to see. And, um, again, it was just it was so neat that we didn't have to conform to time stuff because that really gave us the freedom to... Um, just to do things in a leisurely way. And I think one of the most moving places we went was in Memphis, the Underground Railroad Museum. And we met uh, one of the women there who had restored it and who maintains it. And she had actually marched with Dr. King as a teenager. And so 
So she gave us, um, we, we were the only people there at that time. And so she was able to spend quite a bit of time with us telling us about her life, showing us the history of the museum and showing us all the, all the things that were in the museum. And it was just incredibly moving to spend um, that kind of time with her and to be able to do that. So we had, we had several experiences like that where we met such really interesting people all over the country that um, we never would have had a chance to otherwise. You know, I guess that really was um, such a change in thinking, what you were talking about, because, you know, I was asking, I mean, the way that I would think it would be, um, you know, in the year that you were fixing the bus, that you would go through all these different books, travel books and so on, and you'd kind of pinpoint where you want to be when. And, you know, but that is sort of the medical school obsessive compulsive <laughs> way of doing <laughs> yes, things. Yes, it is. And um, whereas you really had all that time on the road to read and look up and, and, um, and, and change into that mode of thinking that you don't have to have it so pl- everything planned out, which was, I guess, as you started to say it, a release in itself. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine having an entire year stretching out before you where you don't have to be anywhere at any time and you're not beholden to anyone except uh, yourself and you can just really do do what you want. I mean, the main our main goal was to see as much of the country as we could and to have as many varied experiences as, as we could. And really the only time that we had a specific place we had to get to was when we went to, to Alaska because on the way up we left from uh, Prince Rupert in uh, BC and we put the bus in the hold of the ferry system and obviously we needed a, a reservation for that with the bus and our tow vehicle and um, just amazing to travel through the inside passage and to go to these little towns that are completely inaccessible by car and we would take the bus out stay in an RV park for a few days or a week and then get back on the ferry with the bus and go to the next little town. Mm. So that was the only time. It was like three weeks of doing that to get oh. inside passage that we had specific days and reservations. But then, you know, even within that, once we were in these towns and in the RV parks again, we were just, well, what do you want to do? Let's, let's take a look and see what there is. And it was just very unregimented. It was really wonderful. Wow. Um, and I understand you. One of the places you went to was a nudist RV park. Oh yes. <laughs> now, Carol, mostly it's the male radio host who asked me about that. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, equal opportunity nudist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, you know, again, wasn't my idea, but um, Tim may be a, a psychiatrist, and he's aware of deep-seated motivations and hidden meanings and all that, but he's still a regular guy, and regular guys want to go to nudist parks. And, of course, I told him I would never, ever, ever, not in a million years, do that. And then I realized, well, that's exactly what I said about the whole bus <laughs> Obviously, I have no semblance of free will. I might as well um, find the park myself. So um, I, I have to admit I started dieting about a month before uh-huh. and uh, found a place in California in the San Bernardino Valley. And um, that was, it was really an interesting experience. It's a family nudist resort, and the owners who are married actually grew up there in uh, obviously different families, and uh, their own kids uh, have, have been growing up there as well, 
And really from the get-go, I realized, you know, why, why did I really care what I looked like because nobody else does. Mm. And just incredibly. And how, how long did you spend there? You know, that was a, a, a great example of another place. We thought we were just going to spend a few days, and we loved it. So we stayed a week. I mean, the, the main problem was worrying that if we left to go to the grocery store, we were going to forget to put our clothes on <laughs> because it just became natural. And everyone walks around naked, even the maintenance guy, except, of course, he has his tool belt on. <laughs> a little interesting. Oh, well, we do need to take a break. Stay tuned for more adventures with Doreen Orion. Her book, again, is The Queen of the Road, The True Tale of 47 States, 22,000 Miles, 200 Shoes, Two Cats, One Poodle, A Husband and a Bus with a Will of Its Own. And we'll be hearing more about that from her when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 
5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, here with Doreen Orion. Her book, again, is Queen of the Road. <laughs> it's a long title. I'd rather, I'd rather talk to you more. It's a mouthful, um, <laughs> yes. Um, so there we were traveling around, and during the break, actually, I was asking Doreen which states she didn't go to in Hawaii, of course, because that's a little, little hard to to take a drive a bus there, and Kentucky because it was too cold, and Rhode Island because they just sort of missed it. But um, but um, they're going to be going back. So before we get into why you decided to um, to make this a permanent situation, um, how, what was that like being with? Your husband, twenty four seven for a year in a in a bus, comfortable as it was. Still, it's uh, it's very close quarters. Yeah, and you know it's so funny because before we left, that was the comment that my girlfriends would make most often, which is, "Oh my gosh, I could never spend twenty four seven with my husband." But actually, that was um, the one part of the whole bus thing that I was actually looking forward to. As he and I have, have always gotten along real, really well. We're um, you can't get more polar opposite than we are. I think the only thing really we have in common is that we're both shrinks. Other than that, we're very different. I am um, definitely Oscar Madison to his Felix Unger, mm-hmm. and um, we. But it it works. We uh, love teasing each other. We love laughing. Not a day goes by that I don't laugh so hard. I have tears in my eyes from something one of us has done, and we're just laughing about our differences. So um, it was really, it was a great experience, and that's actually a big part of why we decided uh, that we want to do this full time. We just figured, um, I really thought the house we were in was our dream house. We love it. We've worked really hard for 20 years to be where we are, but um, we just decided we don't want to keep working that hard. We don't want to support mortgage and a lifestyle, we'd rather just really downsize, pair down, and uh, just be able to support each other. So that's why we're selling the house and just going to live in the bus. Well, now, boy, and, and um, you were saying before about that you had your things in storage. So um, are you paring that down, too, or you still have... I mean, that's that's really quite a, um, quite a big deal to... Uh, to pare down that much, to give up so many things when we become so obsessed with our things. I know, but that was one of the one of the great things about that year. I mean, like I said, you just come back and you discover all of these things you've accumulated for decades that you didn't miss, you didn't even think about. So really, how important could they be? So yeah, I've been paring down, getting rid of stuff, um, still have my shoes, even though I have not added to the collection. And I know a lot of the, the women uh, emailing me who've, who've read the book will, will also ask us, so what size are you and when are you putting them on each? <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to announce that maybe on Twitter or something. <laughs> um, well, so you, know, you talk about that you part of this is to be able to follow your dream. And since you want to continue living this way, Obviously, your dream isn't just to have had the adventure and to see the states. What, could you? What, what are um, your dreams? Your husband's dreams? Um, really, the the thing that just struck us most about 
the year, and and this was true, I think, for everyone we met. I mean, we met such really interesting, diverse people, and yet the bottom line is that they everybody just wants to spend time with people they love and to love and be loved. And I know that sounds really trite, but I think until, at least for me, until I really lived that, I mean, I could say it all I wanted, but until I lived it and saw that, yeah, that's, that's really the bottom line for me, not all this stuff, not the shoes, not anything else, that's what's really important. And so that's, for us, that's going to be living our dream, that we'll get to spend 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the bus. We won't have to um, work much at all because living in an RV is much cheaper than living in a stationary home. And um, I don't know how long we'll do it for, but as long as we want. So now was it always your plan um, when you started out to write a book about it? Um, I started blogging about the trip and started taking notes. And then at some point I thought, you know, I bet this would make a good book because uh, we had so many bizarre things happen and just funny interchanges and met such really interesting people. So um, I don't know about you, but when I read memoir, I, I'm frequently wondering, my goodness, how did this person remember all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I know I have trouble remembering where I park half the time. So I just started taking copious notes, and when we met some of the fascinating people we did, I would get their phone numbers and I'd say, look, if I do write a book, may I call you and get Mm -hmm. more information. So uh, I started doing all that and I think initially the blogging was a sort of self-therapy because um, I developed a bus phobia. I became rather afraid of being driven or, or riding in the bus and even though you would think, well, you know, our husband's a psychiatrist, couldn't he deal with that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, our favorite thing is we say, yeah, we gave it the office. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, uh, we're not going to be analyzing each other. So um, I started writing, and it was really helpful to me. And I've been writing anyway for years, and I just really enjoyed um, writing this book. So, what made you develop the bus phobia? Did something happen? It, was it that? Was it what you were talking about before when he was having problems with the brakes? Yeah, it was all of these different things happening and just kind of one after another. I mean, the very, very, very first day out, um, the first 24 hours, the thing with the brakes happened. Um, uh, also, within a half hour after leaving our home, and when we hit the highway at 60 miles an hour, the door blew open. And, of course, I'm sitting right next to it. And so I climbed down. I'm trying to close it, and I, you know, I don't really remember my physics as my husband is yelling at me to stop as he's trying to pull the bus over onto the shoulder. Um, you know, that that trying to pull the door closed, it, the wind is just going to make it fly open even more with me attached. So the bus door did that three times on the highway our first day out. Um, we got caught in a horrible hailstorm. All the truckers were pulling over. We pulled over to. Uh, one of our cats who um, had always been, I, I called her the cat only a mother could love. She'd always been rather neurotic. She spent the whole first day out cowering under the bed in our, uh, under the uh, bed covers on mm-hmm. our in our bed. So I went back there when we stopped for the hail, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I bet this scared the pee out of her. And it had right through <laughs> to the mattress. I couldn't get a mattress for, uh, you know, another two days. We didn't know how to work the washer-dryer. I mean, the... 
it was just a comedy of errors, just one thing after another. And then at some point in the year, we, we also had an armed robbery, um, just a whole bunch of really crazy stuff. So I, I, I give myself um, a break for developing the bus phobia. I'm not really sure how I could have not developed a bus phobia with all that stuff happening, but it, you know, it was just a culmination of a lot of things. Yeah, well, that was rather brave of you to um, to continue since it all happened at the beginning. Well, my husband told me um, really at the end of that three-week thing after we had some, I don't even remember which disaster it was, he said, look, this is my dream. I don't want to feel like I'm dragging you on this. If it's too much, we'll just turn back. It's fine. We can do that. It's mm. okay. And, you know, this is really the first time in my life I did something this unselfish for someone. You know, I, I viewed it as giving up a year of my life and just because someone I loved needed me to. Well, we do need to take a break. Stay tuned for more adventures with Doreen Orion. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america son we gotta talk about drinking i know I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. 
I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at one 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. Um, we're glad to be back. We're talking about um, going today from castle to converted bus to shrinks learn to love downsizing. We've been talking with Doreen Orion and her book, Queen of the Road, The True Tale of 47 States, 22,000 Miles, 200 Jews, Two Cats, One Poodle, A Husband and a Bus with a Will of Its Own. <laughs> Oh, you do that so well. <laughs> Thank you. And um, before the break, I was starting to ask you about your husband and what his, you know, why he wants to continue doing it, whether it was um, because also to be able to be with you 24-7 and, and, um, or whether it was to see the world or, you know, a little bit of both. What, it, because if he's not going to be, in other words, if he's not going to be writing, if it's um, if his goal really isn't to uh, to do more writing about his travels, then then I'm just wondering what his why he's willing to do this. Well, my husband, um, I'm sure you figured out, is a very 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 smart man. So of course he's told me that the dream would be to spend 24 seven with me. <laughs> now, what I really think is. Uh, you know, he was he was never so happy. I've never seen him so happy than when he was behind the wheel mm. of that bus just driving. He loves driving. He loved the adventure of it and just the whole lifestyle of, you know, getting up when he wanted to, um, not having an agenda, all of that. And really my, my goal in traveling around is not to write another Queen of the Road book because I've done that. I mean, my goal really is to spend time with him and have more adventures and see more of this country. I mean, one thing we learned is, I mean, it's easy to look at a map and say, yeah, this is a huge country, it's so diverse, but when you're actually traveling around it, it's amazing. And we realized we could spend another year or much more uh, traveling all over and we'd never see the same things twice. So we're just looking forward to uh, more exploring. Yeah, it's it's um I know it is sad that um people don't really spend enough time doing that um like they're more likely and myself included more likely to um take a trip to, you know, France or England or something or China or <laughs> um than to do as much exploring in our own backyard. Yeah, and my husband um, particularly, he's a real outdoorsy guy, so he loves hiking. Um, me, not so much. I, I have nothing against nature, but I really prefer it through a window. So a lot of time when we would go places, he would go on a hike um, in the morning and come back and tell me all about it, and that was just fabulous for me. I mean, I, I try to go hiking with him about once a year just to remind both of us why we <laughs> go more often than that. So. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's just 
looking forward to just kind of being. Do you have any thoughts that um, even though you're going to sell your house, that uh, this still might not be, I mean, do you plan to sort of travel around for the rest of your life in a bus, or do you plan on doing this, you know, for some unknown at this time, period of time, but then get back to work at some point? Um, I, I hope that in selling the bus, that means that we're not going to have to work much. And in selling the house. Yeah, in selling the house. Uh-huh. Um, and I have no idea how long we'll do it for. I mean, I'm thinking we'll do it for years. But I know at some point, I'm sure we'll go back to stationary living. There's going to come a point when certainly we'll want to do that. And I also would love to go over to uh, Australia, New Zealand, and do a similar RV trip over there and spend a year. But there's, um, you know, as far as my husband's work, there's uh, a psychiatrist shortage all over the country, as I'm sure you're mm-hmm. aware. And you can go and kind of plug in and out for a month or two or three at a yes. for a hospital, and I think if he does that a couple of months out of the year, that's kind of all he'll have to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think it's very uh, it's very courageous and exciting. Um, well, if you if you saw me in a, a puddle on the floor for parts of this trip, I'm not sure you'd say how creative, courageous it was. But um, yeah, it is exciting, and it's we're definitely looking forward. To that, I joke. My husband got not only a converted bus, but a converted wife. <laughs> a bus lover. Um, do you think also? I mean, certainly as a psychiatrist, I do you think part of this um, had to do with? I mean, I know you talked about midlife crisis and so on, but do you think it was also sort of burnout in giving so much to other people for years um, that both of you? Not only work so hard, I mean, lots of people can work hard, but um, it really takes a toll emotionally or it, you know, you're, you're giving all the time. So do you think that, um, that that was part of it too, that it felt sort of like you were pampering, even though it was roughing it sometimes, but um, also you were sort of indulging yourself? I mean, did that feel good that you were finally giving to yourself? Yeah, I think that that's a good point, and that's certainly uh, part of it, particularly for my husband, because he was putting in more hours of doing exactly that um, than I was. So, yeah, I think that this did feel just wonderfully indulgent after so many years of working really hard, and uh, we're yeah, we're both just really happy to keep indulging ourselves mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. way, and honestly, we. we feel like we earned it. We worked really hard for 20 years. Mm-hmm. We're, we're definitely looking forward to this new phase in, in our lives, but I, I also don't want to give the impression that we were roughing it. My husband knew very well, since he was married to the former princess, that uh, if he wanted me to do it, it was not going to be a hippie bus. <laughs> so it was a nice bus, and um, in fact, uh, I think it was like a half hour after we left the house on our on our trip, we were driving down a small town's main street and a lot of people were waving at us because not often you see a 40-foot bus, you know, painted this really pretty shade of blue going down your main street. And so my husband got really excited and he said, look, they think we're celebrities. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, they think I'm a celebrity. They think you're a bus driver. (laughs) That sort of set the tone for the year for him. (laughs) 
Oh, that's funny. Did you also get a chance to read or listen to on on audio uh, a lot of books that you had wanted to read for a long time? Oh, gosh, yes. I did a whole big book binge. I mean, one of the things that I insisted that we have in our bedroom, which I've never seen in a rig, and maybe maybe some people have, but I haven't with a bookcase. We had a floor-to-ceiling bookcase. And, of course, because uh, it's mobile, the... um, shelves have to have lips on them so the books mm-hmm. fly out as you're going down the road. So we did that, and yeah, I, I packed a lot of books and did a lot of reading. And actually, at the end of my book, I list all the books that we read that mm. year. Just getting back to reading for pleasure was something that I had always so much enjoyed, but it's just so easy to get away from. And that was something I really re- reconnected with that, that year. Yes, when uh, we we feel like we don't have time for that. Yes, that 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 does sound like it would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember starting out and thinking that I was going to go from uh, the A's to the Z's <laughs> in a short period of time. All the classics, and I don't know what letter I'm up to now, but it's not Z. So it does. Um, it does seem like it would be really fabulous. Yeah. Well, t- why don't you tell people how they can find out more about this, where they can get the book, and also your website? Well, the website is queenoftheroadthebook.com, and it has tons of pictures from our trip. I rediscovered also a love of photography, so I, I took a lot of really nice photos from all over the place, with pictures of our rigs, our pets, and uh, even some funny videos, including of the Nudist RV Park. I don't want all your listeners to crash my website at once. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, it's, it's available anywhere. It was published by Random House. It's a, it was a Borders-featured book club pick, and book clubs have been wonderful for the book, and I even call into book clubs when they contact me through the website, and that's just been really wonderful connecting with people like that all over the country. Um, so, yeah, any bookstore, uh, Amazon, really anywhere. And on the website, they can also read the entire first chapter if they'd like to do that mm. and see all the reviews it's been getting and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's great. So, yes, and that, of course, you can do from all over the place is uh, um, work on things on your website, add things to your website. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, the, the book is in six printing, so every time it goes into another printing, it's easy to just kind of go in and change that, or when I get another review, go in and change it. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, just the, the Internet has made it just so much easier to do all this stuff. Than- well, I do recommend that you all go and check out, well, I know you're going to check it out, if nothing else, for the nudist. For the nudist, yes. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot more to that, too, and now that we've been talking about it, it'll be great to actually see it. So, um, again, the website was queenoftheroadthebook.com. And my guest, uh, thank you very much, Doreen Orion. The book, again, is called Queen of the Road, The True Tale of 47 States, 22,000 Miles, 200 Shoes, Two Cats, One Poodle, A Husband, and a Bus with a Will of Its Own. Thank you for sharing your trip, your journey. I'm sure um, a lot of, you know, it makes people uncomfortable to some degree to think about, huh, you actually broke out of the rat race. But uh, I think it's great, and I hope that you have inspired people who have been listening to the show to do just that. Thanks so much, Carol. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.